Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast, Hold My Ice Coffee. I'm Elena Sadi. this is Cindy Felkel, and today we are talking to Cindy really about life, about inspiration, and we're continuing in this episode from episode two, and we're continuing our conversation. So let's just dive in. We've talked a little bit about our personalities and how we've been formed. How have you learned to embrace your personality um, and seen it as a strength and also encouraging other people to value their personalities? Because I think this is a misunderstood topic and there can also be some shame associated uh, with this topic as well. It really started with uh, my husband, Brian, and I were going through the study that we heard about from Andy Stanley's church, North Point, called I Said This, You Heard That. And I was like, well, well, (laughs) my husband and I clearly need to go through this together because we have such a hard time communicating with each other because we're so incredibly different. And we, as we were going through that, though, it's it talked about different temperaments and how they work together. And I remember I was just so sad as I went through it all because I was like, I don't like my personality. And as I'm looking at, you know, my temperament and all this, I was like, I want to trade with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I just, I would be really upset and I'd get frustrated and we're going through the study to learn to communicate and we'd always argue. And the reason we argued was because I was so angry and just felt like I don't want my personality. I don't want, and I, it took a while for me to sort through what bothered me. And, and it's one of those things, like I didn't want to bring it to God because I didn't want to face what was really bothering me. But I had signed up to do a talk with this group called Something to Chew On. It's a women's group and people share their stories. The topic that I had agreed to talk on was insecurity. (laughs) And I'm wrestling through this and like not wanting to deal with it. And then I'm supposed to talk to this women's group. I really want it to just go be fake (laughs) and not tell them what my real insecurity was. I just feel like I couldn't walk in integrity and and not tell them. Also, I get really nervous when I talk to groups, so I needed God to help me. And I knew I couldn't go that God loves me too much to let me not deal with what I was wrestling with. So I sat down and prayed and I was like, I'm going to deal with this. (laughs) Okay, fine, God. And in that process, I realized how many people have told me through my life that I'm annoying. And because I talk a lot and I like to joke around and sometimes I think people see my personality like I'm bubbly and laugh so much that it that I'm not smart enough to understand that they're insulting me <laughs> or something. I don't know what it is, but I tell people some of the things that have been said to me and, and they're like, they can't believe that somebody actually said that. Like, for instance, I used to work with a lady at a Christian school who told me on a regular basis that every time I spoke, it was like nails on a chalkboard for her. 
And, you know, people are like, who says that to another person? And I'm like, um, a lot of people say that kind of stuff to me. And I just started examining all these different ways that people were just trying to change my personality. And I had accepted it. But when I prayed and sorted through it with God, what I saw was a lot of strengths that I have that really encourage people are also things that can really annoy people. And understanding how much God accepted me, let me be okay with people not enjoying my personality. And the more I became okay with it, the more I could see um, positives and negatives in who I am and how I relate to people. And I could see that it's okay for some people to just not like me and that's fine. You know, they probably just don't know me well enough. <laughs> but anyway, what I learned through that process was that I was so insecure that I didn't know how to take any criticism in those areas. And like for example, I do love to talk and that's a really great quality that I can draw people in. I, I'm always comfortable with people. I I can embrace awkward situations, get everybody to laugh and, you know, kind of make people relate. And it's really good. But sometimes when my husband comes home at the end of, a, you know, a 10 or 11 hour workday, it's, it's also not that great that I just want to like, blah, 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 and just talk his ear off. I can learn to see now that 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 great quality of liking to talk a lot isn't appropriate for every situation. But before, if somebody didn't want to talk to me, I took it so personally as like my personality is bad. But now I can just see there's great times for my personality to come out full strength. And sometimes, you know, I can let people say, um, Cindy, could you land this plane? <laughs> when I'm talking or whatever. And it's fine. And it's been so freeing because now I'm, I'm okay with, or a lot more okay with who I am and that some people might not understand who I am. I can live with that. One of the things that in this whole process that I developed, which helps me is thinking about my personality and my core values I'm okay with different personalities that I might clash with somebody or they might just not think I'm funny because they don't have a great sense of humor or whatever, <laughs> but I'm okay with that. But what I don't want to ever happen is another person think I devalued them and I want to leave the door open for everybody to be able to approach me and say, you you t talked over the top of me or whatever, and it made me feel like you didn't respect me or you didn't value me. And then I want to take that and understand it because I never want to devalue anybody. But it's okay if my sense of humor is not your cup of tea because <laughs> I have a very... Um, they call it dry sense of humor because <laughs> sometimes I'm just super sarcastic and not everybody finds it funny. If I do insult you 90% of the time, it's because I was trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the key thing too in that is when we start realizing 
all of our personalities have strengths and weaknesses. And it has helped me in my relationship with my husband so much, but also everybody else to realize we need healthy, what I I talk about all the time, healthy interdependence. And that every area where I'm weak or I struggle or I don't understand other people sometimes there's somebody beside me that that's all their strengths. And when we can start to value ourselves and them, then we, our personalities complement each other. Like Elena and I, like we're, so, <laughs> like, she's the person that's always telling me, oh, Cindy, you're amazing and all this. And I'm like, oh, hey, thank you. <laughs> so, and it's, it is, she's so much more organized than me and and we keep each other balanced and it's beautiful when we value ourselves and value others we can see how our personalities complement each other i mean that's true you've you've really modeled that our personalities are our gift and being more shy and more introverted there there's a lot that comes along with that as well so i just value what you bring to the table because it's so much and it's it's being able to put other people at ease with your humor and with your extroversion. And I just love that about you. And I, I feel like Elena can just interpret what I said to other people. Like I talked for 10 minutes and then she can go, well, the point was <laughs> no. just tell it to you like an organized, you know, linear, here's point A, B, and C that Cindy was trying to explain, that Cindy was explaining. <laughs> what? are your dreams for Hold My Ice Coffee? So first of all, I want me, you, and Jen to make a lot of money. <laughs> no, um, well, that's definitely part of my dreams. I'm not going to lie. I do want us to make money. And I do want to, I want to travel. And I want us to travel and talk to people and have really fun events where we talk about sharing people's stories and meet lots of people and and we're helping other people see their value and helping them see the value of the people around them. So I'm really just excited about how many stories we get to share and also us sharing our our journeys as we go through this because there's so much power in our stories and I just I'm really excited about that and excited about that we're going to um, connect with people more on Facebook and Instagram and things like that. Yeah, I just, it's just getting it out there. And that's been, it's been crazy for me to to realize how much I was so scared of the spotlight because I didn't want to be obnoxious. And I didn't want to be somebody that used other people for my benefit in any way. So I wrestled with that a lot in like promoting this podcast and everything. Like, I don't want to be that obnoxious person. And the vision that I feel comfortable with that frees me is I don't want a pedestal. I want a stage because stages are meant to be shared. And as I get more listeners and all that. It's just more of an audience to share people's stories with. And so when I'm on stage, I get to bring others up. And that excites me um, because you shouldn't be looking at me all the time. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but, (laughs) but it's not about me. 
It's about all of us and all of our values. And I just love the message and I want to get it out there. And I love the idea of it being a stage, not a pedestal. One of the things I most admire about you, and there's a very long list, um, but you have wisdom as a successful mom and wife. Um, I'm talking A+. Uh, What can you share with us? It's really funny when people ask me, especially for parenting advice, and I really want to encourage people, but I'm always like, I don't know what to say because I don't have a formula for parenting. And the more I think about it, the more I might, that kind of is my answer, is that there's not a formula for parenting. I feel like it's more about some key beliefs that empower your parenting. And I would say I screwed up so much as a mom. I was like, but some of those screw ups, just being honest about them and and kind of letting my kids see me struggle was very empowering to them. And it's funny because I one of my earliest memories of my son seeing how much I struggled, I felt so guilty at the time, but my middle son had gotten in an argument with his older brother and he just came in and he was so frustrated and he grabbed his little toddler Bible and a notebook and he sat down in the corner and just started scribbling. And I was like, what are you doing, honey? And he's like, this is what you do when you're, (laughs) when you're upset with everybody. I was kind of horrified because I realized, you know, my four-year-old child is just like looking at me going, this is what mommy does when she's having a breakdown. (laughs) But as I looked back on it later, I was like, it was kind of cool that he knew mommy struggles too. And she goes and has a time out (laughs) with God. And as they got older and, and they struggled with their own issues, They knew it wasn't about me always having all the answers. So that's one thing. Another thing is, is seeing my kids as individuals. And I didn't have a picture in my mind of what they had to be. It was more like, I'm just looking at them like a puzzler or um, I call it being a student of your child that I wanted to know what made them tick, understand their personality, what motivated them, what excited them, what they were good at, what like their talents, passions, everything. I wanted to understand each of them as individuals. And if you look at them, all three of my sons are grown now and they are so different and they're all really great guys, but they, they just have the most different personalities and different career paths and all these things. But they're all like really confident in who they are. A lot of that is because I never tried to make them be what I felt like they should be. It was always, you know, what's the best path for them and learning to believe in them. And as they got older, I would have discussions with them about, you know, I believe in you and your values. So in these situations, this is why we're making the decisions that we're making, you know, um, kind of getting them on board, especially by middle school, they have so much opportunity to get into things and lie and plan things behind your back. 
it really is helpful to talk to them about what their values are, what their dreams, and they have some idea of something that they want to do beyond middle school so that they know it's not just that moment. It was kind of not really a specific thing that I can tell people, oh, if you do this, your kids are going to turn out great. It's more just an attitude of when they know that you always have their back and you want what's best for them and that you see them and know who they really are, they're going to go along with how you're trying to shape them and help them. And in the Bible, it says, um, let your no be no and your yes be yes. I think it's really important that your kids know that when you say no, you mean no. And my my caveat with that, I always say, let your no be no and really mean it. So don't say it very often. One of my favorite stories that illustrates that is when one of my sons was like elementary school, probably fourth, fifth grade, someone in there. He came home and he really wanted to have his friends over. And I had just been at work all day with a bunch of kids that at-risk youth is like, wow, yeah, I want to end my day with you inviting a bunch of friends over. So I really, really did not want my son to have his friends over to spend the night and all this. But I didn't say no. What I said was, well, here are my reasons why I actually don't want to do this. The house is a mess. I'm tired. I don't have food for them. I don't want to go to the store. And my son said, well, would it help if I did laundry, which <laughs> was crazy, but but he recognized what my issues were. And then we came up with a solution and he actually did go do the laundry and straighten the house. And I got, I went to the store and I was able to kind of get some downtime and recharge by being away from them and my sons all cleaned the house. And then I came back and they um, watched a movie and stayed out of my hair. So rather than just saying no, because I don't want to, it was a maybe, and here's my reasons for wanting to say no. And what that did was when there were times that I said no, my sons knew, oh, this is really important. And they they just accepted it most of the time. I mean, as teenagers, they still argued. But just in general, they knew, even when they did argue, they knew that we had good reasons so I think that's a really, really important one um, because a lot of times people say no and they mean maybe, and then their kids nag them into changing their mind. And that's kind of the way you create really spoiled kids. And I've learned that from teaching too, that if you let kids talk you into um, changing your mind and they wear you down, that's a that's a very bad lesson. Mm. I can't say that I learned that because I'm such a great person. It's actually in desperation um, in teaching. It's a strategy that we learned not to ever argue with students, but just say, if you say no, you need to really mean mm. it or you won't have any control. So anyway, that's that's as far as I go with parenting advice. <laughs> and, and marriage, it's really funny too because – I have no dating advice for anybody because I was so stupid. 
And thankfully, I wound up with a good guy, but it was uh, kind of a Russian roulette kind of thing. I don't know. Like, I, the thing that attracted me to my husband was that he would argue with me, which I guess is a good skill, a good trait. And then I knew he was passionate and he actually saw me. So I think that mattered a lot to me. But I look back and I'm like, that was the stupidest thing to just be like, oh, yay, good, you argue with me. I don't know. It's so hard sometimes to think about giving people marriage advice. But I will say one of the things that um, has really impacted me lately is in my studying for life coaching. One of the things that I read was about how by the time we're eight years old, most of our thoughts about ourselves are negative. And somehow as I read that, I was like, I don't want to be the discouraging person in my husband's life. And everything that I've ever said to him, trying to fix him or change him through the years or get him to value me, my personality more or whatever, it all just suddenly seemed so wrong. And I was just like, I just want to be the encouraging person for him. As I say that, I'm aware that some people are married to really big jerks that are abusive and you don't need to be their encourager. You need to get away from them. <laughs> but otherwise, I do think just learning to value each other is is really the essential quality of how you can build a relationship. It's been a journey and a process. And Brian and I have incredibly clashing personalities, and we're both very strong-willed, and we are not one of those couples that never argues, <laughs> but we always get through it. So I don't know if I gave any specific good advice for marriage. Just call me. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> awesome. I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> So to wrap up today, uh, whose iced coffee are you holding, Cindy? Hey, Ashley, I was thinking about that. And I was like, I think that you and I are holding each other's iced coffee right now. Yeah. Um, because I, I think this was something I really struggled when I quit my podcast before. And when I was, I was doing Rum and Cola for the Soul as a podcast I I really struggled with believing in myself anymore and seeing the value in what I had done. So you really encouraged me. And I feel like it was like a thing that I need to step out of my comfort zone and face that I don't want to say a failure, but disappointment and to get back up and try again. And so you were such an encourager in that, that I feel like you're holding my iced coffee. I didn't realize until you said, oh, yeah, this was something I I wanted to do. And it was your holy aha moment that inspired the name. And I was like, oh, wow, we're holding each other's iced coffee. (laughs) So that's what I think. Absolutely. It's that's a perfect description of what I feel this relationship is. And, and I think our listeners are also holding our iced coffee and hopefully we get to do that for them too. Uh, The more that we interact with them. And I know Jen, who's handling our social media, she's a part of this too. And so we're all kind of holding each other's iced coffee, but I'm really grateful that I get to hold yours at any time because it's very full there's a lot that you are doing and a, and a lot that you are. 
and a lot that your mindset is and is encouraging other people. So it's a heavy iced coffee. It's like the, the largest kind that you can possibly have. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to call that an extra large iced coffee, but it's a privilege to hold yours, Cindy, for sure. Thank you. And again, see why I <laughs> see why I love this lady. <laughs> we want to thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Cindy, for sharing what I think is really a masterclass in mindset today and helping us understand how we can hold our iced coffees. And thank you for sharing how you've been holding yours. We just really appreciate you. So I was just thinking of something funny about my family, the, a little closing inspirational thought for you. A lot of times when people come over and they eat with my whole family, like all my kids and my daughters-in-law, all of us together, we call it getting felkled <laughs> because we're kind of crazy. And so I feel like that everybody has heard so much of my story and so much about me that you've all been felkled a little <laughs> bit <laughs> today. <laughs> we hope this week that you can think about what is in your iced coffee and also whose iced coffee you're holding. And we look forward to having you join us next time. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great week.